boys these days. Not real ones like This is Hunhurtu from Tua. You're listening to WCBN FM and Arbor. just got the countdown and welcome to another edition of gray matters the weekly news and media talk show my name is dick whaley and i'm jim dwyer and while it's not yet summer i would say today is the first unofficial day of summer well this is we are coming up on memorial day weekend the semi-official start although school will still be in session public schools for another few weeks well you like to have a few of these days in a row just to kind of warm up the water for swimming purposes because it was just 60 degrees a week ago so it's a bit of a shock on the system but uh i'm not complaining it's just the first couple of days you blood's gotta melt back down out a bit yeah yeah. (laughs) forget about the uh, chicken and dumplings and the stews Switch over to salads and eat lighter, tabbouleh and yep. barbecue, and then you save heat in the kitchen. Prevent the heat right from building up in the kitchen. Anyway. And of course, uh, remember to always drink plenty of water. Yes, good old public service announcement there. In this highly caffeinated world in which we live, dress uh, lightly and loosely. Don't uh, be afraid to show a little more skin. It allows a little more. Uh, Evaporation. Sweat is good for you. I don't know if Princess Ferguson would agree with that, but uh, <laughs> in a week in which the media has been focused back on trivia, a lot of trivial things, the end of Lost, I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, well, another big show, 24, that yeah. people are all uh, hoo-ha about. Um, I did watch three episodes of that several years ago, not because I was interested in the... Uh, show itself but was interested in the controversy surrounding the show Mm. as it related to uh, secret agent intelligence agencies and and torture and that sort of thing to get a flavor of what the show is about interesting that that show was on Fox and it uh, apparently uh, can be found uh, DVDs of it can be found uh, ubiquitously throughout uh, our military installations in Iraq and Afghanistan Hmm. I wonder if there's a loose connection there. Uh, we had interesting primaries last week uh, that uh, I think uh, showed that the Republican Party is uh, in more disarray than we thought. The special election in Pennsylvania to uh, fill uh, recently deceased John Murtha went to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about that seat, even though it was Murtha's uh, chief of staff that was running, that was the only congressional district in the United States of America that in 2004 voted for John Kerry and in 2008 voted for John McCain. Odd. Republicans should have won this seat. <clears throat> Didn't happen. Um, the Democratic candidate won easily. And then uh, Mr. Gopher, 
the senator from Kentucky, uh, and the entire Republican Party establishment uh, backed, uh, I think he was the attorney general or something. He had an official uh, position in the uh, Kentucky government, but he was clobbered by Rand Paul, son of Ron Paul. Okay, so he gets a little bit of a celebrity uh, benefit, and also he's connected with the teabag movement. I wonder if he's named after Ann Rand. Or the Rand Corporation. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, you would uh, think that uh, Ayn Rand uh, might uh, might be a, a more likely... Um, that whole solipsistic, well, whatever the hell the else the world does uh, doesn't matter to me mindset yeah. of uh, her uh, philosophical outlook. Which, of course, is... Seems uh, very teabaggish. Very. And, of course, it's interesting that Alan Greenspan was a big adherent oh, yeah. of Ayn Rand. Um, Atlas Shrugged. That's that's one of the big titles by yeah. her, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Fountainhead being the other. Yeah, Fountainhead's a pretty interesting movie, by the way, with uh, Gary Cooper, Cooper and uh, Patricia Neal. Yes, very interesting movie for a lot of reasons. Gary Cooper towards the end of his career. Um, then we have Arlen Specter switches parties, blasted away. Well, not blasted, but defeated. And uh, I think that's a very good thing for oh, the it's a long time coming. Democratic Party. So single bullet theory. Get, get rid of Arlen. Single bullet theory specter. Uh, has finally bit the dust. And I think it, you could kind of see on his face at the age of 80, he knows it's time to retire. So I think there were a number of factors that were involved there. Um, it was interesting that Joe Biden was in Pennsylvania like two days before the actual primary, and he, he didn't campaign for Arlen Specter. Because I think the uh, White House, though they officially endorsed him, um, didn't lift uh, too much uh, artillery. Now, you, you can just see behind closed doors what Joe Biden might say on a personal level about yeah. uh, Arlen Specter and his sort of uh, hanky-to-the-wind approach to uh, party politics. Well, they were big adversaries in the Clarence Thomas, Anita Hill mm -hmm. um, brouhaha many years ago, and uh, Biden, unfortunately, was too deferential. At that time, yeah. At that time. Yep. He was the committee uh, judiciary chairman, and Specter was the ranking minority chairman who grilled Anita Hill relentlessly. Specter, of course, over the years did some um, admiral things in public service. I don't think there's any uh, evidence that he was a corrupt politician. No, I believe he was pretty uh, adamant throughout and consistent about a woman's right to choose as well. That was his one strong suit, uh, which is why, of course, the Republican Party uh, hated him. Mm -hmm. And this is why he switched parties uh, in late April of last year. Wanted to give out the media a brain damage award for continuing to uh, assert that this was the 60th vote. This was not the 60th vote. Um, first of all, Ted Kennedy was pretty much... You know, dying in uh, Hyannisport, Massachusetts. So he really wasn't there for anything except one uh, procedural vote right. at one point. And uh, Al Franken had not been seated in Minnesota yet. So uh, this idea that he switched to become the 60th vote is false. Just no historical factuality to that uh, claim. Um, he switched parties, as he opportunistically said, 
so that I can remain the senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> that hurt him. His age hurt him. And then Joe Sestak, I think, happens to be a rising star in the Democratic Party. He's uh, a former admiral, I believe. And uh, he was asked to stand down after Spectre switched. And he said no, even though before Spectre switched, they were... And damn near beat him. Recruiting. Yeah. They were recruiting Joe Sestak. So there were some internal uh, problems there for the uh, Democratic Party, but I think that the Democrats benefited by having Joe Sestak win that primary. And then Blanche Lincoln with the uh, coiffed hair from Arkansas hmm. must run again in a runoff uh, with uh, the lieutenant governor of Arkansas, Mr. Halter. That should be a very interesting race. That comes up in uh, three or four weeks. Very interesting that in the southern uh, states, they continue to have that 50% rule, uh, obviously instituted uh, during the uh, Reconstruction era mm -hmm. to prevent uh, split uh, parties allowing minority voters to possibly sneak in to political seats here and there. So there will be a runoff in Arkansas. All in all, a very bad day for the establishment of the Republican Party, a rather good day for the young, fresh fellows. <laughs> and actually kind of an interesting uh, skirmish on the horizon as the gubernatorial uh, race in California uh, gets ugly between Republicans. Yeah, and uh, Rand Paul, of course, has since imploded uh, with his comments about the Civil Rights Act and his sort of foot and mouth uh yeah rather interesting uh claim uh rand paul paul rand the do rand rand whatever you want to call this guy uh said he would have tried to modify one provision preventing private businesses from discriminating against certain customers oh really <laughs> that's that's an interesting reservation well, he had so many problems uh, with his uh, About foot, civil rights. foot and mouth uh, disease last week that uh, he was originally scheduled to be the guest on Meet the Press. He's canceled mm. that. I think he's gone back to uh, coaching. He's having a coach probably work with him a little bit. What can be said and not said in the polite company of the American media, how badly this hurts him is anybody's guess, but uh, it's interesting that the Democratic Senate nominee from Kentucky is uh, another one of these young, fresh fellows. So yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that race develops. Then, of course, Dennis Blair tossed out in his ear. Yeah. The uh, director resigned. of national intelligence. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's resigned, pressured to resign. Some question about that, but uh, a little bit of disorder there. That's nothing new, though, in the overlapping bureaucracies that are America's mysteriously budgeted intelligence agencies. Yeah, and I think that the consensus essentially was was that uh, um, Leon Panetta, who uh, is a very experienced Washington hand, it's interesting to remember that he started out in government service as a member of the Nixon administration, uh, he worked at OMB. He's ma basically been a budget specialist throughout his career. He was in Congress, and then he was uh, Bill Clinton's chief of staff. But all the experts are pointing out that uh, he wins these turf battles. Right. And um, Dennis, 
Blair? Dennis Blair. Dennis Blair. Okay. That's interesting. For some reason, I thought, nah. Thinking of the Baltimore Oriole, Paul Blair. Oh. Uh, then there's Tony Blair. But uh, Dennis Blair, yeah, he uh, sounded like a man with, as they put it, a, t a lot of responsibility, but no... Uh, no authority. No authority. Yeah. So he's uh, a military man, uh, used to get in his way. I don't think that's a big blow uh, for anybody concerned. Uh, very interesting, uh, by the way, that a couple of weeks ago, as the oil spill in uh, the Gulf continues to spew through the bunghole. Yeah. Your uh, presentation last week on the <laughs> new designation of the initials BP was, I thought, profound and inspired. Yes. And I hope many, many good Americans out there have taken it to heart. The etymology was most intriguing. <laughs> most intriguing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes, indeed. Uh, and it's, it's interesting that... Uh, one of the senators today had a new uh, description of BP, but it was not bung plug. It was <laughs> something else. But I think bung plug for BP uh, describes the situation perfectly. Yeah, and with just the right overtones of sort of the the kind of horror that makes you recoil just ever so slightly. Yeah, especially this... when it used as, as the as, as the dictionary put it to close the opening or entrance. Uh, with a bung, often associated with up or down. I thought, well, <laughs> that's the whole problem. Indeed. It is bizarre when you look at the sort of the geology of this. It would, be, it would have been a little more profitable, I think, for the United States uh, government to have spent $130 billion uh, researching uh, the, the consequences of uh, this type of an oil spill rather than investing in Star Wars. Yeah. Because this is a real problem. And... Uh, you know, it's fascinating to learn that the, the oil is actually, not only is it below the, the surface, it's below bedrock, below the surface. It's incredible how deep they're going to get this oil. And, of course, the oil problem, um, well, there are no quick solutions uh, for America's uh, oil uh, needs uh, to uh, basically, uh, you know... Um, lubricate the uh, the transportation system that we have uh, here in the United States, the suburban sprawl, et cetera, et cetera. But I find it fascinating, by the way, that it was reported uh, several weeks ago in the New York Times uh, by Ian Urbina that the Minerals Management Service Department of the Department of Interior had given approval, according to records, uh, for the Deepwater Horizon uh, drill uh, which is what we're talking about. That's the uh, name of the actual project. Yeah. A name which suggests, don't worry, it's distant, it's far away. It's deep. It's water. Off horizon. on the horizon. Yes. This is not close to home where anybody it's, lives. Uh, not in the Star Wars realm, but it's interesting that the um, agencies gave permissions to drill without re getting required permits from another agency that, that assesses the uh, threats to endangered species. And despite strong warnings from that agency about the impact that oil uh, drilling would likely have on the Gulf. This was going on during the Bush administration. It's also interesting to know that the MMS, Minerals Management Services, also routinely overruled its staff biologists and engineers who raised concerns about safety and environmental impacts 
of certain drilling proposals in the Gulf and in Alaska, according to a half dozen current and former uh, minerals management service personnel. And uh, it's interesting that it, there seems to have been, and we'll find out more when there's an actual investigation into this uh, by both Congress and this special commission. I wonder if uh, our inspector can be recruited to come up with the single drill hole theory. Um, that the uh, outgoing Bush administration approved pretty much as it le left office three huge lease sales drill baby drill and 103 seismic blasting projects and 346 drilling plans these uh, plans were approved you know sort of at the last second 346 drilling plans if you you're not even reading those yeah if you're approving them in that large of a quantity and this of course has happened flat since, out rubber stamp uh um Obama has taken office, so there are some Obama officials involved with this. But let's remember that when it comes to these kinds of agencies that are sort of bureaucratic in nature, civil servants often hold jobs through different administrations. Sure. And some of it is really the attitude that you have towards drilling. And, of course, uh, unfortunately for Barack Obama, he came out publicly as part of his energy policy as part of a compromise to get a energy bill through mm -hmm. connected to uh, the global warming business uh, to approve offshore oil drilling, at least publicly. So there are lots of problems here. And um, while Bobby Jindal can hold press conference and be outraged, I don't remember any outrage uh, from Bobby Jindal before the accident. You know, he was uh, more than uh, eager to accept... Uh, money that the state of Louisiana gets from these kinds of leases. So, you know, yes, there are obviously problems uh, with the uh, bung plug uh, situation uh, down in the uh, depths of uh, the Gulf of Mexico, but, uh, you know... <laughs> Well, the desperate inability of the, the corporation or the government with all of its massive and mighty uh, resources at mm -hmm. hand to do anything about it now that it has happened is testimony to the, the, the statement that you began this little portion of the program with. Gee, if only we'd uh, invested the money pissed away on Star Wars yeah. towards something that might actually happen. Like this. Like this. <laughs> and, and, of in, course, yeah. it's sad that, that you know, <clears throat> that already 70 miles of uh, Louisiana coast uh, wetlands have been soiled. Yeah, well, one of the endangered species uh, that's at great risk here is, of course, the uh, entire state of Louisiana's commercial fishing industry yep. and their tourist industry and a number of other industries as well. What's more uh, disturbing, and perhaps we should maybe look at this as a, a bright side of a dark cloud, is that this uh, preliminary investigation is uh, likely to highlight risks being run throughout the industry Yep. so that, okay, this is bad. And regardless of uh, Rush Limbaugh's uh, brain-damaged assertion that this is eco-terrorism uh, to be blamed for this, uh, this is clearly a failure of the industry, which has largely been allowed to self-regulate uh, for just far too long. And uh, we need to sort of assess, okay, 
hey, this is serious. It hasn't been taken seriously uh, since the Carter administration. Uh, what is this country's energy policy yep. going to be? What is the future of the consumption and use habits of this country? We better figure it out. Better figure it out and better get moving quickly because, uh, you know, this, this continuing assertion that we can drill domestically to reduce our quote-unquote dependence on foreign oil is just simply false. Uh, the United States simply doesn't have the known oil reserves to do this. And as I have discussed at length during the... Um, War of choice in Iraq. There are three nations on the planet that have any sort of known oil reserves compatible with America's current oil consumption rates. Iraq, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, which one did we invade? <laughs> and why? Now, needless to say, people will say that oil had nothing to do with why we went into Iraq. Uh, I beg to differ. It, of course, was connected. It was not the only causal explanation. Obviously, the neoconservatives had grandiose regional plans that uh, uh, have gone up in smoke. And obviously, the, you know, the technical problem with this oil rig uh, in uh, the Gulf of Mexico is actually connected to this kind of unbelievably volatile mixture of natural gas and oil mm -hmm. simultaneously being in 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 the, in the uh, drill pipe yep so very uh you know let's uh, you know i don't want to get down on my knees and pray <laughs> <laughs> but let's get down on our knees and pray <laughs> no that's not going I'll, to I'll do I'll any george, good george c scott lead us right Lead us in prayer here. Oh, Heavenly Father. <laughs> but please, uh, let's let's hope that BP can uh, get the bung plug in. Hoping like we've never hoped before. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of a war over power, this article uh, from the uh, May 21st Financial Times borders on the bizarre as the Arizona anti-immigration law takes on a new wrinkle. Uh, essentially, the state of Arizona is preparing itself to declare economic war on the city of Los Angeles. They are threatening to stop supplying power to Los Angeles after the California city vowed to boycott the neighboring state's businesses over the new immigration law. And this is... Uh, what Gary Pierce, the Arizona Corporation Commission, the state's utilities regulator, said in a letter to Antonio Villarigosa, the mayor of Los Angeles, quote, if an economic boycott is truly what you desire, I will be happy to encourage Arizona utilities to renegotiate your power agreements so Los Angeles no longer receives power from Arizona-based generation, close quote. That's right. No one's going to stand up for... Hispanic Americans, if Arizona has anything to say about it. Uh, that's unlikely to happen, but the very fact that such uh, language is being bandied about is, is ridiculous. Also kind of bizarre uh, related to this, the basketball playoffs are affected oh, as yeah. well mm -hmm. uh, because we had a, a conference final taking place between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. 
The article by Matthew Garahan uh, closes with this paragraph. Demonstrations against the law have been held outside the Staples Center in Los Angeles where the Lakers play. The Suns changed the name on their jerseys to Los Suns to express solidarity with Latinos in Arizona, which is to be commended for, I think. However, they may want to check with the grammarian or a Spanish speaker because I think Los Suns is not actually Spanish. I yeah, sol, sole, sole, something like that. Um, but their sentiment is noble and uh, interesting. Uh, of course, if they'd put Los Souls on there, everyone would have thought they were the Lost Souls. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where they're at in the series. So. They'd either have to consult some Russian fiction or... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, well, consequential stuff is continuing yeah. to occur as a result of this decision. It's interesting that, you know, by slight margins, Americans actually approve of the decision. Um, but these are nationwide polls in which uh, the, the wording of the question is always key. It's interesting that this immigration issue is just simply going to, you know, be another classic example of the can kick down the road because nothing's going to be done about this uh, through the uh, upcoming congressional well, elections. It's just too volatile. It's just not an issue that anybody wants to a few years ago, fool around with. The Hispanic vote was the one everyone wanted to court. Yeah. And now the Republicans and their zeal for this sort of nationalist xenophobe vote uh, risk throwing that entire, you know, electoral slice away. And it seems ludicrous on its face that... Uh, Simply based on appearance, uh, a state is going to authorize its you know, legal representatives to question and intimidate uh, you know, regular citizens. In a city like Ann Arbor, we're fairly cosmopolitan. We've got a lot of international students, a lot of foreign students. And, of course, we're near a national border as well in Canada. Most illegal immigrants are not Hispanic. No. And our Canadian, European, uh, Asian, there's a wide, and, and, you know, this law seems very, very racial profile in nature. I mean, how can you deny that? Yeah, it, you can't deny it. And the thing that's so silly about it, I mean, it, you know, it does come out of that sort of image of the Gestapo, you know, vivant to see your papers. Right your papers. Right yeah. your papers, you know. <laughs> uh, it, it's curious uh, if the Native Americans... Back in 1620 and 1607, had asked to see papers. Um, I doubt the Pilgrims and or the uh, Jamestown crew had them. Um, but it's 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 an issue that it, it's it's a wedge issue mm. that the Republican Party thinks they can gain votes with, and there are regions in America where they can because yeah. of the economic difficulties. Um, I'll have a sort of a greater analysis of this. Uh, Next week, because I actually tracked down a rather interesting uh, poll regarding immigration from 2007, when this actually was openly being discussed. Mm -hmm. The bill was openly being discussed. And maybe the only time of George Bush's presidency where I might have actually agreed with, with him on something, he was trying to usher it through. But he was having problems... On both sides of the aisle, uh, of the aisle, in regions of the country in which this this issue just doesn't work well for certain sitting politicians, um, you know the demagoguery, uh, unfortunately, is going to be used way too much in this uh, debate. But uh, 
I'll have more analysis of that in, in, a, in a couple of weeks because this isn't going to go away. No. In fact, the uh, Arizona, <laughs> state of Arizona seems to be attempting to digging, harden. Digging its heels. Digging in. And, you know, on the, on the factual aspects of the quote, quote, border, you know, they have solidified the border um, on, along uh, Texas and California. That's why they're going through Arizona. Because the assumption is essentially, you know, the Arizona alternative is is far more perilous, far more dangerous, because you're going through uh, desert areas where mm-hmm. you can actually die if you don't have enough water, or if you get lost, or take the wrong right. mountain path, or it's whatever. Dark and cold. It, yeah. It. So it's a, it's not a good situation, and this immigration issue uh, is also rearing its 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 head in uh, Europe. Because of the economic problems yep. and uh, w- w- what needs to be done about it. It's also interesting, by the way, that a lot of the, um, I think I read somewhere at one point that one-seventh of El Salvador uh, now lives in the United States of America. And they fled, of course, the violence that the Reagan administration was essentially underwriting with money for the governments of El Salvador back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there are a lot of regional issues here. Um, what's troubling to me, of course, as a sort of an environmental perspective on the immigration issue, is the fact that Mexico, back in 1940, had 14 million people. Now they have 140 million. <laughs> That's at the heart of the problem. But um, conservatives ought to be delighted with uh, the government of Mexico and the government of Nicaragua where abortion is illegal. That's right. Well, Pope JP2 uh, spoke in Mexico City a number of years back, uh, urging them to throw down their contraceptions and to... Procreate. Procreate. And so they did. Yes, indeed. Well, we're uh, pretty much running out of time. I guess we've got a couple more minutes left. A couple of items from the most recent Columbia Journalism Review. I always uh, like... some of the stuff that they do, sort of Harper's style here. 47% decline in inflation-adjusted dollars in newspaper ad revenue between 2006 and 2009. Um, percent of U.S. ad revenue in 2009 generated by online sales up from 8% uh, in 2005. Um 465 newspapers responding to an industry survey that reported having no full-time minority employees. All but one had circulations below 50,000. Zero is the number of traditional print media outlets among the top 10 news sites that draw the most traffic from Facebook. And Facebook's been in the news a lot this Mm. past week. Banned in Pakistan now. Finally, uh, Michael Jackson's rank in the list of lead newsmakers of 2009, based on a survey of media coverage, Barack Obama was first, Bernie Madoff was sixth, Michael Jackson was second. And all he did was die. Yeah. That was his one thing that he did that year. And, uh, of course, you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yazoo City Calling will be coming up momentarily. Um, thanks to Andrew for engineering today. Thanks to him, and we saw Morgan uh, sort of through the looking glass there. And uh, I think he is your host this evening for Yazoo City Calling. So do do stay tuned. Uh, he always puts on a good show.
home. 